Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. Well, we're back, baby. It's the 49er Faithful UK show. New season, new players, new coaches, new hopes and dreams, and the same old faces on the podcast. I'm Gareth Ellis, <laughs> and I'm joined by Naji Korar. Hello, everyone. And Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I should leap in before anyone turns off in utter disgust. Paul Hope will be joining us this season. He just can't make it for t- this evening's recording. So don't panic, anyone. Keep listening. He will be back soon. Uh, we know he's going to be missed. But good to see both of you, gentlemen. Uh, you're both looking well. Good summers? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I mean, it's been very the good. typical English summer, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very well. W- yeah. Even worse than typical, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's been a better one. Although it's Bruce Guy now, so, you know, it's getting better. So, should we start off with some news, or indeed the total lack of any news regarding Nick Bosa's new contract? Uh, any squeaky bums from you gentlemen regarding this this worrying delay? No, no, I don't, no. I don't see <laughs> so much as a worrying delay. I mean, we've seen it with uh, Fred's contract. We've seen it with a couple of contracts now. It'll get done. It'll be done in the time that they want it to be done. Um, there's absolutely no way that uh, we're going to let Bosa walk. So he'll get something that's in between what he wants and what the team needs. Yeah, no. No worries from that no, none at all. There's, yeah, if if the past is an indication, you know, we signed Debo, we signed Fred, we signed George, we signed everybody that made the team who we are, and there's no way we can lose this guy. Um, I do because we wouldn't get anything from it. You know, if it was a trade or whatever, and you get four four first round pick or whatever, then maybe you can talk yourself into it. But n- no, nah, there's I'm not worried. They're just working on numbers and and all that, and you know. What, as Lee just said, Parag working is magic. So, bosses happy, the team's happy, and we're happy. And so, but it'll be there. Don't worry. Yeah, no, no worries for me. I think there we've uh, we've been budgeting for this extension from the day we drafted him. So, yeah, uh, I, exactly. I'm feeling it's it's just a it's a logistical thing of getting that many secure core trucks free on the same day to uh, to deliver the bundle of cash that's going to appear in Bosa's driveway in the, in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah. I can't see him going anywhere uh, at all. Yeah, But camp is well underway without Nick Bosa. The pads are on and we're gearing up for the first preseason game on Sunday against the Raiders. Is it really only Sunday? Fantastic. Uh, we've got to start where the entire off-season stories have been with the QB battle. Uh, who wants to who wants to kick this off? And I'll I'll start with Lee then. Well, Naji uh, steals himself on, to, to discuss this. So what, what I'll say to start off with about the quarterback battle, I, I think we've done really well to stay away from that storyline because I think it's a non-story. Uh, it's been done to death for the last two three months about about uh, by all the different content creators who who all have a different angle every week on what this quarterback battle is. I think what has become obvious uh, ever since that uh, Purdy was cleared to play again, Purdy's number one, Lance's number two, Don's number three. I, th- I think that's quite clear. I think that's the mindset of what um, both Kyle and John have. They still have um, confidence that Lance can be the guy that they need him to be. But at the moment, Purdy's obviously earned the right or the opportunity to be starter. Um, and just listening to what Shanahan's saying, 
he believes Purdy's the guy. He, he believes he's the real deal. He can go out and he can win him games. And because of the type of season that we enter at the moment, next season we're going to have a few cap issues, which may mean we lose a star or two. At the moment, we can be classed as being in win-now mode. And that's why he believes in Purdy. Purdy won him some games last season. If it wasn't for that injury, there's a very good chance that uh, we, we'd have won the Super Bowl. A very good chance. We had a fighting chance there. Um, but obviously, it wasn't to be because of the injuries. Um, so in, in my mind, I don't think there's any quarterback battle. I, know, I, I think Shanahan knows exactly who he wants, in which order. I think they're just out there. Gearing, gearing up for the season. Um, from what I've heard in camp, from the content creators who turn turn up to the open um, the open practices, you can definitely tell which camp a content creator is sat in, because all the different reports are different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, some have got Purdy's being outstanding. Others have got Lance's being outstanding. Some have said Donald's being outstanding. They've yeah. all got an angle and it kind of runs true to who they've been kind of promoting in the past. There is one or two that uh, turn around and um, quite give quite a balanced view of, of the quarterback situation, um, which is good. And luckily enough, it's the, it's the guys that we normally um, promote anyway. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting to watch it because the fan base was teetering on implosion. Everybody was fighting each other on Twitter, on Facebook, or on threads. <laughs> um, it, it's it's sad to see because for, for some people, you either have to like Purdy or you have to like Lance. You cannot like both. Yeah. Yeah. And I just can't get my head around that. Either one of them is going to be a 49ers quarterback. I, I like them all. Well, I, I like Darnold. Right yeah. yeah, I like all three. Who, whoever's going to be <clears throat> under centre, Come the start of the season, they're going to get 100 percent of my my support. If they get injured and the next person comes in, they're going to get 100 percent of my support. And if they yeah. get injured and the next person come in, they'll get 100 percent of my support. Yeah, I think that's the best way I can sum up what is supposed to be a quarterback battle. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that all uh, you've got to say on the subject, Najee? That which is fine. No, I just you know I I, I think I've been quite vocal you know last season leading to the draft and everything i'm 100 behind this guy as long as he's, he, i knew he was going to be ready and i knew he's going to be throwing a training camp and he, you know he turned up days before and he was fine so yeah ov- obviously he, he took us to an nfc championship uh you know it was a joint effort and jimmy jimmy did play games and, and trey did play too so yeah it, I just this. I don't really follow training camp. I haven't followed any stories or anything. The only thing I've been seeing is uh, snap count and percentage completion for all three QBs against whom and everything. Which you know, that's all you need to see. Purdy's taking the majority of the the reps with the first team, and then it's Trey, and then it's it's Donald. So th- that's all they care right now. Um, until and Touchwood, there is an injury or or something happens that shift the the order then then we'll go there but at the moment you know we've got three qbs on a roster we might well need all those three guys to to win the super bowl because that's the goal this year so i i don't care i don't want to go in a debate and i'm happy talking about each each other's strengths and and what they can bring to the team etc that's 
that's totally fine. But uh, choosing a camp and standing your ground on a hill and dying on it to support one or the other is a little silly. It's just training camps. Yes, they've got pads on, but they don't really allow to tackle each other. This, you know, it's it's not football, not yet. I know football's back, but not really, not yet. Um, but yeah, I, all I'm, all I'm, you know, you, you lead, you led with this. No news, and that's what you want at training camp. You don't want any news. You don't want to turn on, you know, whatever social media platform you're using these days, X, because Twitter is dead. <laughs> Uh, and to, to see that one of one of the one of our stars is you know being carted off the field. That's that's all that matters here. These guys are getting back back up to speed, um, uh, and all that matters is September and, and week one against the Steelers. That's that's all that's all I care about. Um, I mean, I'll you know I'll be watching against the Raiders probably for about twenty minutes and then turning it off. <laughs> but um, yeah. That's that's all that matters really. Uh, everybody's out of fear. Everybody seems to be jetting with what they're doing really well and getting better, and that, that's all we can hope for. And you know, it it is ramping up though. I'm looking at starting to get a bit excited about seeing our team play football again. It's been a while, um, uh, but you know, yeah, as you said, Lee, we we don't do breaking news. Trey Lance threw one more pass than Brock Purdy. So, yeah, okay. exactly. Yes. <laughs> It's so boring, um, and that's not what we do, uh, and we will never do that. Uh, trying to have fun and be objective, and uh, supporting whoever is wearing red and gold. Uh, what about you? Are you excited about QB? I, to be fair, it's a little different this time around. It's Jimmy last year, and pretty much just him and Trey. And I mean, Trey had the job off the bat, didn't he? Yeah. There was no controversy whatsoever. And then we had Jimmy. There's never been a QB battle. It's been a while. We've had, uh, I mean, well, Alex Smith and, and Cap was the, the last one we had, kinda. It wasn't really a battle, um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting that there is a battle, if if you can call it that. What do you I, think, Gareth? I think I think the battle is between second and third string, really. I think that yeah. is that yeah. is a potential battle. Uh, I don't think Trey's going to go anywhere. I, no one's seen enough of him to give us any sort of uh, trade value for him. We're not going to cut him because it, we earn nothing and we're in that win-now mode. And I think it was all decided as soon as day one of camp and Purdy rocks up and he's on a on a slightly limited two days on, one day off schedule, but clearly shows that he's, he's rehabbed and he's recovered. I think that really put any quarterback battle uh, to bed. Uh, clearly, he's, he's Shanahan's guy. We saw last season that there's just something... Shanahan trusts him. Maybe he just sees the game in the way that Shanahan does, and there's there's just something clicks there. And I think you know that's tough for Trey Lance, but I just you never saw that chemistry at any point that Shanahan and and Purdy just seem to have a, a level of trust. And I think as soon as you establish that, it's Shanny's team. He knows who he wants. Uh, it's it's Purdy's job. Um, but I think there, there may be interest behind, but I, I don't even know if they'll actually. Yeah. They've obviously got to do the depth chart. I don't know whether they can put them both as QB2 because uh, if all three are suiting up for games, <laughs> until there's an injury, we don't we don't really know who's two and three. Um, Donald's True. might have a bit of uh, a bit of trade value though. He's only got a one year contract, but any other teams out there, uh, I can certainly see these preseason games uh, being a shot window potentially for both of those guys. So that that's possibly the only real battle that might be out there. Um, but there we go. We'll uh, we'll get into some of the rookies uh, a little bit later. But uh, 
some of the second, even third year players? Uh, anyone making waves in camp? Anyone you think is going to break out uh, and and make a make a bid for even a starting job? Yeah. So I'll, I'll, if you're going to starting move, job. yeah. If if it, well, okay, right. If we're talking about starting job, that's different to what I was going to say. But well. <laughs> if you just expanded that two to three year veterans to a fourth year veteran, fourth year, okay, just for you, th- then we have a conversation. Year. Okay, go on then. So. I was, I was telling Nadji off air before we start recording that uh, the most interesting thing I've seen that's come out of camp, and the reason I find it interesting is because of the, the source of, of this uh, news, is the fact that Kinlaw is looking like an absolute beast and he's the standout performer on defence. And the reason I find it interesting is over the last couple of years, you've heard both um, John Lynch and Carl Shanahan turn around and kind of big up Kinlaw because of the injuries. And I'm always kind of suspicious of that because I know how they like the trade, uh, drum up trade value. Uh, if they're thinking about trading a player and obviously he hasn't lived up to expectations at the moment. But this time, this year, the source has been content creators who've been at open practice and viewed it themselves and other players, which you haven't heard over the last couple of years. So you've got players turn on saying, Kinlaw is an absolute beast. He's over his injuries. He's fitter than he's ever been. And you're seeing that performance in camp. He's the standout performer on defense. So granted, we're coming into, we're coming into a contract year. So let's hope it's not the contract year performance um, increase that you see across the board. Hopefully he is over his injuries. I think the problem that we will have coming the end of the year, if he does perform, is obviously we haven't picked up his fifth year option. And because of that, he can test free agency unless we can give him a new contract. The likelihood of giving him a new contract with him being a first-round pick and he's having a stellar year is we won't be able to afford that. As I mentioned earlier on, we're coming into a year where at the end of the season, we're going to have a few cap issues. and, And I fully expect to lose a star or two to get around those cap issues. So I don't believe we'll risk spending that money on Kinlaw. If he has a great season, he will be on a different team next year. And if he doesn't have a t- uh, good season, he will be on a different team next year. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so, I think so, the writings so, on the wall for him. So that's that's the first guy. So if if you want to kick in now, Naji, and put uh, pick anybody out before I uh, name the next two people, if you've got anybody, no, I think. I mean. D- as a starter, I don't think I don't think there's really that many people that could uh, that could come into this team and and take anyone away. That's especially after the season we've just had. That's it's very very difficult to pin one position. Um, I think the only one that I could potentially see would be safety. Uh, you know, if if Gibson uh, starts showing his edge and maybe isn't as good as that one more year doesn't quite pan out the way he wanted it. Uh, and now, and our rookie Jaya Brown is um, showing that he can handle it. There, there might be a shift there, but I, even that, it's pretty. It's a quite a long shot. To I think even if Jaya had performed Gibson, I would I would expect Gibson to start just purely on experience and chemistry with with Huff and the rest of the secondary. But that's probably the only spot really that I would really truly look at um, because we know that. Tashawn Gibson is is here for one year, one year only, um, before he retires. Uh, it, 
apart from that, I, I don't know. Uh, D Winters, maybe if you know if Greenlaw has issues, injuries, and stuff like that again. Again, I think any position would be because of an outside factor, probably not performance related solely. Um, so you know, people that used to be and are injured quite often, uh, maybe might lose their job if one of the rookies or, or those new guys, like McCrary Bold, had a amazing preseason last year and expect him to have a bigger role this year that those kind of guy i think maybe could push for definitely a solid backup role uh, starting i'm not sure um but this is why you want to watch sunday and you want to watch you know late into the second quarter third quarter maybe maybe not the fourth that's you know the 90-man roster playing for their lives um but because you can see maybe a couple of those guys making big plays and starting to weave their, you know, their paws into the team. Um, anybody you can think of, Gareth? Uh, I mean, I've mentioned loads. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rambling again. That's all right. Uh, we're, we're used to it. It's good to see you getting in, into the groove for the new season uh, and, and mentioning a load of rookies, not second, third year players. But there we go. Yeah, true. Uh, sorry. I, I've, I'm a bit... Um, I'm a bit reluctant because Lee's got a few lined up. Um, maybe I can I can toss out a couple of names. Jordan Mason seems to be yeah. uh, making a, yeah. a few waves. Tyrion Davis-Price, people have said yeah. he's made TDP. made a big big leap. Uh, as you mentioned, McCreary Ball, people are saying that even though we've drafted two linebackers and got Oren Burks, that he's potentially going to force his way through. And that year on the practice squad is, is, is going to prove that he's, he's made the most of that year. Uh, and put his head down, and he's come to camp ready to work and and ready to go. Uh, and again, it's all secondhand information. But Danny Gray, I've heard that he's uh, made a bit of a leap. I think he talked about his his personal choices. He's he's decided to remove a lot of things from his life other than football. Uh, and a few people are saying he's running crisp routes. He's where he's supposed to be. He's trusting himself. He's he's got good hands. Uh, and of course, he's got that speed that we perhaps. Yeah. Uh, uh, haven't haven't had an, uh, in terms of a flat out speedster, uh, regardless of everything else that Debo and Ayu bring. There's there's a roster spot there for for somebody to win. How, how much of your thunder have I just stolen there, Lee? The very first two okay. people he named were the two people I had on my list. So Jordan <laughs> Mason and TDP. I'm expecting yeah, but we both talk, of you them. Know, as as much as we want to talk positively about them. We still have CMC on the team. <laughs> you know, we, we're going to want CMC to play as much as he can, right? So it's it's one of those. We, we do. So Mitchell, do. Mitchell's been out again, uh, out of yeah. practice. Yeah, and that's yeah. Uh, it's 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 not looking great. So I I can certainly see uh, Mason or uh, or TDP potentially taking uh, quite a few snaps if if Mitchell begins to struggle uh, during the season again, which, you know, we all hope he doesn't. We all want to see him fit for a season again uh, after his rookie season. Uh, but I can certainly see one of those guys doing the hard yardage uh, and keeping CMC fresh. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and you mentioned the other one as well, um, McCreary Ball. So McCreary Ball, I, I actually have down as potentially having a, a starter's role. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's possible if we ever need, you know, to not go nickel and go with free linebacker, he might be the third one. Yeah, for sure. Um, with Al Shire leaving, it's one of one of the few yeah. really open roster spots. 
yeah, probably that, the you know, most open roster spot. So I think I think most defense starts Nicole now, you know, with two linebacker and, and an extra Nicole corner. Uh, but sometimes you do go for free and truly free linebackers and yeah, I think he could definitely be one of those guys. So is on the starting sheet for sure, even though it doesn't really mean anything these days. Um, yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, TDP and Jordan Mason, they've been amazing. I think, yeah, Elijah Mitchell is one of those guys that even if he plays the full season, uh, I could easily see us get rid of him. Uh, not that running backs are getting paid, uh, but uh, they're definitely, you know, um, cheaper options on the market. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that we could see next year. I mean, to me, this year and this training camp and seeing these people is very much about... I know, and I'm going to talk about this whole season, so get ready for this. <laughs> um, but I obviously, we're in the win now. I don't think we've been in so much win now than yeah. we are this year. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's been a long time where we... You know, since, since young and, and those years where we pretty much started to win it. But we all know how incredibly hard it is to do it and, uh, and what it takes to, to win to win that trophy. Um, but there's also, you know, the underlying issues are, yes, we are going to lose people and it's, it's going to be, do we want to follow the Rams path and fall apart and crumble? Or do we want to build a dynasty and, and make sure that this window maybe a little bit more closed next year but still kind of very much open that's the uh that's that's what i really want yes this year is important but i want the next you know 10 15 years to be equally as important or close to uh because you, you can't just go with one shot and be lucky it's possible it happens the rams um but it's very very hard to do and many teams have tried and failed um, I would rather go the Patriots route and be good for a long time rather than uh, good-ish and then very good once and get lucky kind of thing. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be looking forward to all these battles. This interesting little shift in who can go, who can you know, who can stay, and who knows who we're going to lose. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if big names. Uh, I think we I think we might have to have a bold prediction extravaganza where. <laughs> One of us choose the player that's gonna that's gonna leave that people are not gonna be mm. happy about. Um, I've got a good idea, maybe, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's, that's a conversation for, for later. Yeah, yeah, this definitely it's gonna be an ongoing conversation, isn't it? I mean, who knows where we're gonna be in November or you know end of October? <laughs> Could you have predicted now last year that Brock Purdy would have been starting and winning eight games? And yeah, yeah, let's yeah. let's see where it, the season takes us. Yeah. Somebody there did is. predict it. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah. yeah that did yeah. actually. We both did. <laughs> That's true. You've uh, you've been a bit so quiet on your uh, your boy Sammy Womack. Haven't heard a lot. Yeah, and obviously the Isaiah Oliver signing. Means yeah, so Isaiah Oliver is obviously. Um, well, well, apparently he's um, slotted in, slotted in. He he's penciled in to nice play bet. outside. Yeah, he, he's penciled in outside. to play outside. Yeah. Not slot. Interesting. Really? Yeah, that's where they want him to play. Um, and apparently that's where he played most of his um, time in college as well. So I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous because we seem to have a stacked cornerback room now. I'm looking yeah. at, so, so I've got my, um, I've got the roster up in front of us, the 90, uh, the yeah. 90 man roster. 
I do have Sammy Womack making the 53. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you want us to go into this at the moment, Gareth, because this might step on your toes later. Just trying to think. So we've got rookies and undrafted free agents, and I'm probably going to talk a little about those because of who. It's never, who, it's never stopped you before. Back. It's never stopped you before, Lee. So, you know, so I've just, just turn over new leaf. Let's segue straight into rookies. You never know. And that's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. That was next up anyway. So, segue seamlessly in. So, when you look at the uh, the cornerbacks that we've got, there's, there's talk about how we can kind of stash these. So, at the moment, my expectation is, is that Darrell Luther Jr. will end up on PUP or IR this season. Because he's carrying an injury, it's not a particularly um, bad injury, but it's an excuse to stick him on uh, IR or PUP and, and save him from going on to the practice squad and potentially being picked off. The other people I have dropping into the practice squad or potentially being released is Ambry Thomas and Quantrez Knight, which I'm I'm disappointed that I've picked him because <laughs> I've only just bought a signed helmet by him um, and I kind of wanted him to be uh, quite good. And I think he is playing really decently good. I think the problem we've got is we've got too many players who, who are playing at a reasonable level at cornerback. So cornerback, I have us keeping five on the roster to start the season and that would be Lenore, Ward, Oliver, Womack and Jameson. Deshaun Jameson, the undrafted free agent, has apparently been playing like a veteran. He's been playing lights out on defense, and he's impressed quite a few people. Um, you hear it from the coaching staff. You're hearing it from um, the beat writers. You're hearing it from the content creators. You're hearing it from so many people. He, he must be having an absolute stellar camp so far. Uh, and when you hear that, it tends to be a case of we keep him on the 53 rather than risk him going on the practice squad. And you have those people who, who've had a quiet camp on the practice squad. Now, the reason I've chose Sammy Womack over some of the others is because Sammy Womack also has that special teams value. You saw how good yeah. he was last year. Yeah. I mean, every time there was a punt return or a punt, you're looking at Sammy Womack to make a player there. Yeah? yeah. So he's got that. And from what we saw in preseason last year, we were quite surprised that he kind of lost his starting spot so early into the season because in preseason, he was absolutely excellent. And I think another off-season, he'll come on just like, Diomedola nodded. So I, I can see Sammy Womack stepping up. Obviously, for him to do that, it's going to have to be an injury to either Lenore, Ward or Oliver for him to step in and take that role. But obviously, all, all those three aren't necessarily going to be playing every single snap either. So he could be coming in and substitute packages and making a play there. Yeah. But yeah, I think at the moment, the cornerback, um, the cornerback room is looking quite healthy indeed quite healthy and my, my biggest concern well it's not my biggest concern my biggest gripe is that Sonny Womack's changed his number to zero and I'm still waiting <laughs> for me two me. jerseys to turn up which are both 26 <laughs> so when I'm, he's I'm a, a little when bit he's in the Hall of Fame when he's in the Hall of Fame those would be collector's items for his first season yeah true yeah. very true very, yeah. very true what about you Maggie beyond, beyond the corners uh yeah, I, you know, the the thing is, it's very hard to predict what Kyle is going to do with his rookies because he's obviously notoriously very bad at trusting them. Yeah. Um, rightfully so, I think, most of the time. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me, even if you hear a lot of noise about a player that's been tearing camp apart. Uh, 
not to make the 53 and end up you know in in, in a practice squad that's what we do um, i think we've built you know the team we have now with this mentality of yes you're good but you need to learn what we do and you need to learn how you do it we're going to put you on the practice squad for a year and if you're still around then then by all means you have another shot and you'll be better prepared and if you made noise in this training camp you should be making those in the next one too and, and then we can go from there um yeah i i do agree with you that we should try and you know keep the ones that make the most noise on the 53 because they're a lot less likely to get picked up you know when uh, when the when they get dropped from the from the roster for the people that don't know um because we are at the beginning of the season. They might, we might have some new listeners. Who knows? Uh, but we start with 90. So we have 90 players right now. We're losing, what, six on the first one? Four, six? So not many. Oh, first cut. I, no, I thought, on, the first, Sunday. I, I thought the first cut was quite a, quite a big one, wasn't it? Is it the first yeah. one that's a big I one? I can't remember. 10. I think it's 10. But so it's 10, so we go down to 80. <clears throat> Anyway, those players get added into a waiver, so a list which other teams can pick from uh, before we can resign them to a different type of contract. So unfortunately, and you'll see that as soon as the first cut happens, uh, you'll see names being picked up by other teams straight away. This guy's been signed to the Dolphins, this guy's been signed to to whatever, and then that particular player will then join their camp their training camp and start and try and make the final 53. Uh, was it's actually it's not actually 53 anymore. It's it's 56, isn't it, or or thereabouts? Because there's two extra linemen and and an extra player that don't count against the cap. Yeah. Anyway, complicated rule NFL stuff that you don't necessarily need to know about. Um, so did you? Is it 10 the first round of cut? Have you got that information in front of you, Gareth? I, I think uh, it might I, be 10. I you know. haven't. I, I thought it was 10. I thought it was 90 and 80, and then because it's the last cuts that are quite brutal. That's the big one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It used to be a lot more... Um, uh, what do I mean? Um, well, I, I, I assume maybe it's, a... it's come out of the collective bargaining agreement and it's, it's yeah. an opportunity to release players where the coaches can say, look, there might be a future for you in the NFL. There's just, we're too stacked at your position. You're, you're not going to yeah. make it on our team. And, and it, releasing them early, it gives them an opportunity to, to shop around and maybe find another team that's thin at that position. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, we all know this league is brutal. Um, you know, when it comes to cutting players and getting rid of players and signing new players or whatever, or making, you know, the amount of money they give to certain people. Uh, you, you know, it's a guy called Davin Cook still doesn't have a team, which is absolutely insane. Um, but this is the nature of the business, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, let, look for that. I, it's really hard to see. The first, the first round is usually, uh, you know, the 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 pathway program. So the all the uh, the players that are not from America that haven't played football for 20 years, something like that. Definitely going to get cut. Um, but yeah, um, I want to talk about this guy here because he's one of our rookies. Actually, he's probably the most important rookie we have right now uh, in terms of the, the team dynamics. Uh, you know, we go from Goodall's Gold to Mr. Moody 
apparently he's been nailing I've, I've heard a couple of things that he's been nailing yeah good field goal and field goal that's the one thing you can actually you know uh transition not too hard in, into a game if you're nailing them on in practice you're probably going to nail them in a game kind of right. The pressure um, is very different. That you, you can't, the pressure is very different. You can't create that for a kicker. Jake Moody played at Michigan for you know for four years or three mm-hmm. years. Uh, that, that stadium is 110,000 people, so I'm sure he can handle pressure pretty well. So that probably doesn't, you know, he, he's not going to lose right. that. Ro- uh, so, sorry, he's done, sorry, he's done inter- pretty well. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you, actually, but um, if, if I'm reading this correctly, there's been a real change about the roster cuts. Uh, there we go. So, I, so. If I'm reading this correct, there's just one date for roster cuts now. Oh, really? What? Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Carnage day. So additionally, wow. there will That's just tough. be one date for the roster cuts. So on roster cut down day, there will be over a thousand players being cut. Oh, wow. my God. Oh, yeah, you're that, right. That's brutal. That, that, that really that, is. Yeah, that is brutal. Wow! Imagine how busy that. that first week and a half is going to be, though, because as as Nancy said, the first thing that teams do is that they, they go and have a look and try and pick up um, players that have been cut from other teams who who they're quite fancied, yeah. but they couldn't get them because of yeah. various different reasons. But I take it wow. all of those players technically get waived for the twenty four hours, or that was it just sort of a cut outright. August 29th. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. I, I think they just get cut outright. It's not until the season starts. I think you have to make the uh, the 53 or the 56-man roster before you can be waived. Mm. Yeah. Is that right? Wow. That's tough. That's that's tough on the players. No, because they're all under contract right now. So you do waive them no, no matter what. Um, so... Um, yeah, because they yeah, are in right. the contract. Right. They're getting yeah, paid yeah. to be at training camp, so they're part of the of the franchise and and the club. Wow, one one big cut, mm. thirty seven player in one day. Wow. So it's, so officially, officially, that ha- officially they can do that now. So they can go, yeah. So well, they can go from do ninety, down yeah, us. down to fifty six. Yeah. What I would imagine we'd see is after each different game, you're going to see players getting cut and. Other yeah. players getting picked up because I yeah. think that's the best way that uh, organizations can best judge what the strongest roster is. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, I mean, you know, not... injuries and things yeah. you might need uh, yeah, yeah. in place. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, wow. Well, breaking news, you should have, you should have done a breaking news thing. Mm. That's, that's, quite, that's quite crazy. Yeah. Um, crazy but yes, you know. It was always, always going to be a tough, I think, for any of the rookies to make. Uh, the squad with such a, a loaded squad in front of them, particularly with with yeah. so many draft picks, uh, who do you think might make it straight onto the roster? I imagine a, a lot well, other than Jake Moody. I think he's probably the one lock, Deshaun, and probably yeah, Shaiir De- Brown. So Deshaun but, Jameson, who was an undrafted free agent, I, I think he'll make yeah. it. And um, from okay. the guys that yeah. we actually um, that we actually um, drafted. I think Winters might make it. Yeah, I, I think to, Winters. I hope so. Um, did, did I, you, I think Braden Willis will. I think Braden Willis will. I, I think. But yeah, Braden so, Willis will. Yeah. So, so one of the names that I think will get cut is uh, Ross Dwelly. 
because mm. he's fallen behind Charlie Warner in the um, in the pecking order behind. So he's number three at the moment, or he was last year. And I think, um, from all accounts, Braden Willis has been the better of the two tight ends we picked up. Yeah. And we've been keeping three, three, four tight ends. So I can see Ross Dwelly getting cut and potentially Braden Willis and Cameron Latu um, making the making the final roster. But Cameron Latu, I'm not too sure about. I'm not sure either. Um, yeah. They, I think we, we might keep two fullback this year. Um, yeah, exactly. Because I think if we let uh, Jack Coletto go... Somebody yeah, picking he'll up. get picked up. Yeah, because apparently he's he's been he hasn't been outstanding. He's been an intriguing prospect in camp. Yeah, he he I can mean, do many different things. That yeah, and that's probably that's why he's here, right? Uh, yeah, and the understudy of Mister Juszczyk. Um There's only so many more seasons Juszczyk has uh, in his locker. Has been he's been in the league for a while. I think it would be a, it would be smart to try and plan his replacement as soon as possible, even if it takes three four years, right? At least you you have this this rookie guy that doesn't take a pounding somewhere else and then comes back. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's always the interesting thing. I I think you can all you can do is keep an eye on on the games. The games are a big indication, although maybe they count for what thirty percent of the, the, the final decision. Uh, training camp is obviously everyday practice. That's what matters the most. Um, you know that even the personality is is important. Uh, you know, I think we have a team that's that's built quite in a certain way. Uh, certain players just definitely wouldn't fit, even if they were the best in the world. Um, so that's interesting to see. I I really wish we had hard knocks sometimes, just to to be in there a little bit more and kind of see the teams from the inside even though it's all romanticized and dramatized yeah. and written and it's not quite exactly how it is uh it would be nice to be i mean josh killer on hard knocks would just kill wouldn't it uh it'd be amazing to see but yeah um i mean that's what that's what this season is about it's maybe discovering new players that are going to be with us for a while and then just getting reacquainted with some old faces and getting excited for, for football in September. And uh, yeah, I, I don't want to make any prediction of who's getting cut, who's not. It's, I mm. don't follow it enough. I yeah, I, I don't mind doing that. I've already got my 50. Yeah, you go for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you go for it. Give us uh, your 53. Go. <laughs> the 53? Okay. Um, um, no, what? no, don't do it. Don't do it Please, now. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's <just like> forever. <laughs> I'll tell you what, somebody that we haven't uh, spoken about, and um, but I have heard... I had high hopes for him, and I think those high hopes were a little bit misguided. So, Clennon Farrell, um, he's okay. apparently, yeah, he's, he hasn't had a great camp. Um, he, he almost caused an injury to Purdy by uh, hitting his uh, injured, injured uh, arm. Um, he's not looking great, so it looks as though he might be, his stay might be very short lived indeed. Um, Robert Beale Jr., who we picked up in the draft. I haven't really yep. heard much about him, um, other than he has been struggling a little bit, um, which is quite worrying because that's really only going to leave us with three defensive ends that uh, we are uh, any good. We picked up Taco Charlton, we which, did might, we did Charlton. which might lead into your idea maybe of Farrell not, not panning out perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Another you know... Restoration project. Yeah, that's that's exactly D line D line come back here and 
make yourself D- a career. The D-line rehab. <laughs> the D-line rehab centers. Yeah, I mean, we still have Carriado and Kevin Givens, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm expecting Drake Jackson to ramp up this season. I hope he's he has much more of a role. So I'm not too worried if Clayton Farrell doesn't pan out. Uh, I think Austin Bryan will be a good addition too. And, you know, we've got Javon Hargrave, so... We, we don't need the ends. We just go straight for the middle. <laughs> it's just, it sucks that way. Um, so, yeah. I, no, I'm not worried about the D-line, uh, even less than I was last year. Um, you, you know, it's going it's to be interesting, given the news that's coming out of camp about Kinlaw, whether or not we see both um, Hargrave and Kinlaw going up the middle and yeah. Eric Armstead pushed up to the opposite end yeah, to yeah. Borsa. Yeah. Mm. That would be amazing. I think Amstead is much better when he's outside. Uh, more impactful. I wouldn't say better. I would say definitely more impactful. Yeah. We all remember the Buckner Amstead years. Uh, and when Buckner was inside, it was it was pretty in, in, unstoppable D-line. Uh, so yeah, that would that would be great if Kinlaw can, can stay healthy. Touch wood again. Uh, that, that would be very good. I think, again, it would be a very scary D-line. Um, we do have a new defensive coordinator, so see what what he's going to cook up is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, mm. That's one of the things that I'll be watching on on Sunday. See see what our defense does, even though he's probably not going to show us anything. Because uh, why would he uh, until the season starts? But yeah, it'll be interesting to see the the different tone. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be very much of the same. Uh, slight slight nuances here and there, probably. Uh, that's, that's something I'm looking forward to. Well, I think let's let's move on from the wild speculation of the. Uh... Uh, rookies and and you segue segued me quite nicely there into Najee into into Sunday's game where we face the Raiders and possibly our old friend Jimmy G if he plays he's uh, not gonna he's we, not gonna play we should uh, we should have a huge thank you to Jimmy G because he passed mm. his physical and we get a compensation pick for him yeah, so thank you Jimmy thank you Jimmy a third rounder so yeah. not bad we we paid a second nice. for him and and get a third back. Uh, what can we expect from this preseason matchup, um, other than a lot of delays, flags, uh, and and some maybe a comedy moment or two? Yeah, I'm not really expecting much. I think it'll be one series at most for the ones, um, mostly maybe. vanilla player calling. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it's just about having a look at the, the guys that are going to be on the the bubble. Yeah, see who can stand don't... out. Joel, Debo, Brandon, Ayuk, Purdy, Bosa, Warner, of they're not going to play. Yeah, um, I doubt. I doubt they will. Um, I mean, I, to be fair, I'm, I'm looking forward to Trey. I want to see where he's out. You know, we haven't seen him for almost a year. I want to see what he looks like. He might, you know, he might surprise us. It might be more fluid and faster. I, God knows, right? We haven't seen him. I want to see Donald, see what he looks like in this offense. He was, you know, first round pick back in the day, and, and a very good USC quarterback, uh, even even further away. Um, that that's, you know, just. Do you remember how, how you and I Lee, are on the same page on this? But do you remember how Brock looked in preseason? Yeah, he had mm. this air. There was something yeah. about him that just it was tickled my brain. In, yeah, 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 it, it was, it was weird. Test. So maybe we can see some some of that in those guys, or 
anybody else that lines up. Um, yeah. that's, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. And, and just to clarify for anybody that, again, that is new to the game, has just started mm. listening to the podcast. When I was talking about eye test, we're not saying that he's had an eye test. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he can actually see what what we're saying is when we mention the eye test is watch it with your own eyes you, you can generally yeah. tell whether, whether or not a player is any good or not and Brock Purdy to us last, last off season he kind of stood out I, I yeah. know a lot of the talk was about him looking like a, a mini Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, but yeah, yeah. then there was that little spark that little something that you could see well, actually, he looks better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's yeah, moving yeah. better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's looking, he's going through his progressions really, really yeah. quickly. He knows exactly and where you, to throw If the you ball. don't believe us, go and listen to one of the off-season podcasts yeah. we did last year. Uh, it's it's somewhere on all of the platforms you can find podcasts too. Go and have a listen. And uh, it was very early, but we, we were on board that train. <laughs> yeah, it was. Away, so, pretty much. so I think it was just after the, um, the third preseason game. When we did yeah, the, yeah, uh, the review, like yeah, and then when we did the the, the ball prediction extravaganza, yeah. uh, I think mm. we we both had one uh, for him. But yeah, no, just um, this is what I'm looking for. You know, just see see the players and on the field and see what they look like and see if you can suss out maybe a, a superstar in the making or somebody that's definitely not gonna, not going to make it. Uh, don't care about winning. Don't care about all that kind of stuff. Um, what about you, Gareth? What are you looking for? You're looking forward to see Jimmy in black. He's not going to play, but... Uh, I'm not really uh, going to be looking at the Raiders at all in pre-season game. You're, you're, you're looking at the guys, and, and it's that eye test. Just like with Bert Purdy, you're looking to see if there's a guy who stands out. I mean, Womack flashed a little bit in pre-season. I think, yeah, didn't yeah. he get those two interceptions? Two Three, good yeah, interceptions yeah. as well. They weren't Three. just sort of tip ball. Uh, three in a game, was it? No, t- two, two, two in one game. Two in one game. Yeah, two in one game or three. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's Niners football. It's the the long yeah. off season, and suddenly uh, it's on the telly. It's the team, and it's preseason. It's not usually much of a spectator uh, feast, but no. it's it's Niners football, um, and I certainly can't wait for that. Uh, should we uh, should we wrap up with a little bit of our UK faithful news? Uh, group admins, and by the group admins, basically, I mean Lee, uh, has had quite a busy summer. Uh, should we start with the watch party, Lee? Yeah. Look, a okay. little bit of info on that. So the watch party, um, it, it's 99.9% um, certain that's going to be in London. Um, we saw certain, certain about that, that I've already booked me travel, I've booked me hotel. Um, something major would have to happen for it not to be in London. Um, and that's going to be on the 15th of October for the game against the Cleveland Browns. The actual venue, we expect to hear about that within the next two weeks. Um, that we should be, yeah, we, we should, that should be confirmed within the next two weeks because they did tell us six to eight weeks before the actual game that they'll give us more details just so that people can actually book hotels closer to the, to the actual venue itself. Um, yeah. if you've never been to, a watch party um what you can expect it, well actually i don't know because they haven't released the details what happened at the last watch parties there was uh giveaway items there, there was items for raffle where you didn't actually have to pay anything um you just had to uh, pick up a ticket as you went in there was giveaway stuff like foam fingers um what was the towels. other giveaway towels that kind of stuff this yeah things. yeah yeah, rally towels, rally towels, t-shirts. I think. Yeah, I'm sure there was a t-shirt. 
Yeah, um, and some of the stuff like that. But huh. the, the main thing is, you you get to watch it with a hundred or two hundred fellow Forty Nine er fans from the UK, um, and, and that's a great us, experience. Yeah. yeah, well, all of us probably. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah. see about it. No good time so, for me. So, so it's a good thing. It's it's a good thing to turn up to. Um, obviously, yeah, you'd, definitely. You'd have to have the Monday off work to do that. So, so that's the watch party. Um, like I said, hopefully we'll have a few more details in the next two to three weeks. Definitely before the season starts, I would hope to do that. Um, because I've advised them that it needs to be at least eight weeks beforehand so people can book accommodation and stuff. Um, outside of the watch party. This year, we we will be rearranging the uh, the Super Bowl meetup again. Um, last year, I kind of took a break because I was that busy, and we kind of piggybacked on somebody else's Super Bowl party. The venue wasn't great. I, I I didn't feel as though it was. I didn't feel as though it was as good as the venues we've had in the past, where we had our own dedicated room, so it was only forty nine fans in there. Although there wasn't because we allowed other. Uh, fans to come in who were friends of 49 fans but it seemed to be a bit better atmosphere that way um, and that's what I'm aiming for this year for the Super Bowl party um, whether or not it'll be back to Newcastle which was the um, was the, uh, the the main Super Bowl venue um, and we moved all the regular season ones around the country I, I don't know we'll have to we'll have to take a view on that see if anybody has some deals that they can give us a better venue on to the gold mine. So for anybody that's, again, new to the podcast, the gold mine is a section within Levi Stadium. It's a fan chapter invite section only. So you don't pay for the ticket. You get in there free of charge, but there is some restrictions. So you have to be at Levi Stadium for 10 o'clock in the morning. You go in with um, the senior fan that's engagement manager. That's for a one o'clock game. Um, you go in, you have, to sign a, you have to sign a waiver, an injury waiver. So if you get hurt, it's your fault. Um, and a likeness get... waiver as well. And a likeness, you, yes. Yeah. So you, it, they'll be taking photos of you. They'll be taking video. Um, and it's just so the 49ers can use that at their leisure without you actually suing them. Um, and then once you get inside the stadium, you'll be taken around to the gold mine section. You'll be shown where it is. And then you'll go through the rules of the gold mine section. So essentially, to be part of the gold mine section, you are a fan cheerleader. So when our defense comes onto the field, you are the one that starts off the defense chant, clapping your hands. You do that all the way down to 20 seconds remaining, and then you're supposed to make as much noise as possible. And that's done by cupping your hands and basically yelling like a madman. <laughs> Losing your voice um, slowly. <laughs> you, you have to stay in the section for the full game. Um, you are allowed out to go to the toilet to get some food, get, get some drink. But what they say is, don't leave each row less than two-thirds full. So there's only a third of the people in each row can go out at any one time. Um, in reality, when we were there, there was very few people leaving anywhere. They went out one at a time. Um, so it was a fairly full section. Now, there's some potential other perks with the gold mine. So weather dependent, we got on the field at the end of the game against the Saints last year. Um, I think we were on the field for anywhere between 20 and 30 minutes. Um, you are confined to one half of the field and it's normally down towards the, the players' tunnel um, because what you find in the corner is they're interviewing players while you're on there. So you can go on there, take a football on and uh, throw it about with whoever you've got. Um, that is if the weather's okay. If it's been absolutely lashing down and the team need to um, 
prepare the field for the next game, they tend to not let you on there. Um, so it, it's it's hit and miss. It, it's in the lapse of the gods to whether or not you do get that field pass. But that is one of the potential perks. You also get free access to the museum. So before the game starts, once you've done your walkthrough of what's happening, your safety briefing, you can then go off to the museum. You get in there free of charge. And obviously you get into the stadium an hour and a half before anybody else as well. So it's generally fairly empty in there and you can have a wander about and have a look, see what's going on. Get into the team store a lot earlier than anybody else um, to kind of do your shopping before it gets too busy. Um, The big thing about the gold mine is this year we are planning to take 40 people over there. The gold mine seats 40 people. Um, Unfortunately, it doesn't seat any more than that. We currently have 73 expressions of interest. We've had 20 people confirm they are definitely going. Um, So there's still... 20 places there for the people who've already expressed an interest we are due to hear whether or not it's going to be the Broncos game sorry we are due to hear whether or not it's going to be the Buccaneers game before the Broncos preseason game which is on the 19th of August so just over a week away and then we should find out for definite that's going to be the Buccaneers game from all accounts it's looking highly likely that the 49ers will be hosting us on the 19th of November for the game against the Buccaneers. Um, I think we're all looking forward to that. I- I'm definitely looking forward to this because this is something that I've been trying to do for years now to get a big group of us over there at the same time and basically have a faithful UK meetup. Um, the last couple of times that I've tried this, th- there's the most that there's ever been is seven or eight people that have gone across there at the same time. So, yeah, really excited about this because I think um, based off the atmosphere we've had at watch parties, previous watch parties, I think having the gold mine full of 40, 49 faithful UK fans is going to be absolutely epic. The, the no, noise yeah. is going to be tremendous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, good opportunity if you want to hear about how to get to san francisco and where to go to we've done a couple of podcasts about it i think we did one two years ago and one last year if i'm not mistaken uh just just search for it same platforms yeah uh, where you can find all this um but if you do have any question obviously uh get on the facebook group the discord is probably going to start getting a bit busier again than, than that we're starting just ask questions to either of us or Paul on all the socials or anyone and you'll get uh, good answers. People are nice here. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I hope I can make it. I'm not sure. I don't think so. But I think there's a, there was also a gold mine uh, podcast from the guys who went out last season. We did. We did yeah. do that. That was the last mm. thing we did actually. Uh, so uh, back. if you are sitting on the fence, which I mean, you shouldn't be, but uh, if you need something to nudge you over, then uh, go and check out the Goldmine podcast. I think you guys uh, captured um, what it was to be there, really, and a little bit of the atmosphere. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen. We, well, I think we've wrapped up a first show with uh, no technical hitches. Um, We're back. And, hey. Yeah, not, not too much. Uh, almost all of it went to plan. So uh, that clearly that clearly needs to change. Uh, so thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, we will be back. <laughs> we'll be back soon uh, to pick apart the Raiders game and maybe evaluate some of those players that maybe caught our eye, maybe putting their hands up uh, to make an impact this season. 
Uh, hope you've yeah. enjoyed the show, particularly if you're a new listener. We will be trying to do, uh, certainly when the season starts, we do two shows a week, a preview, game preview, and a game review uh, show. Uh, until the season starts, we may not be every week, um, but certainly a few things to look forward to. Our, our season predictions, that's usually a, a bit of a good I'll show. Um, and a bit and a bit of fun. Uh, not yeah, all of our predictions of are entirely serious. Uh, I don't it's think we we don't video. make a living out of being a a content creator, uh, and so we can <laughs> stick our necks out a little bit further than some other people. Uh, and certainly, that's one of the shows that I enjoy. Thanks for joining me, guys. Hope to uh, catch yeah, the rest of you on the podcast. Thing. No problem, mate. I always enjoy it. Always a pleasure with you two. Uh, keep me on my toes. Until then, go Niners. Go Niners. Bang bang nana gang. The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline.